podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first football football fight club mashup podcast. I am your host, Asa, aka The Twig. I'm joined by my co-host uh, at some point. Nope, apparently not. Will not be joined by my co-host at any point. He's uh, apparently blackout drunk at a concert. So uh, All right. good job to Stumpy. Uh, I am joined by the rest of the panel, though, uh, Ben and Kevin. Um, this episode is brought to you by Smith Workforce Management Group. Whoever Blue Air decides to put in, we have not recorded our. We need to record that ad read, but um, shout out Bird Dogs, I guess. Um, we're getting on it, um, but let's just re- jump jump right into it. Um, that was pretty funny. Sports is amazing when it works out in your favor. Like, I, there's a whole other country that's really sad, and like, well, not even sad. <laughs> Judging by the the field, they're just mad right now. There's a whole other country that's just seething with like that feeling in your stomach where you want to like just hit something, and it's not us, which is great. It's great. Um, I do want to say though, um, as much as I as I've like been there, um, I've never chanted homophobia when my team loses. So, slight difference. Between yes. us and the Mexicans. that going for you. I mean, yeah. they were full on just trying to get that game canceled. To be fair, I, I would also want to go home. Um, <laughs> if I got thoroughly humiliated in my favorite sport and my opponent's sixth. Well, you know, if they keep doing it, their women's team might have to play in front of oh no, <laughs> in front of an empty oh, stadium again. Yeah. And and like you know, I, I guess like there was a threat that they could have forfeited the game, but if they forfeited the game, they would have lost three 0 So, so not a lot of disincentive <laughs> there. Um, okay, like let's just let's just get right into it. Um, actually, you know what? Before we get into like the specifics of every player and going through the lineup and whatever, because it seems almost like redundant. Um, Christian Pulisic is so good when he wants to be and when he's playing happy, and like. I, I don't know what else there is to say about it other than like, I hate Chelsea for taking the joy away from him. And I love Burhalter. and we'll get to this. I promise dear listener, we'll get to this. I love Burhalter because he brought it back. Like, like say what you will, like by the end of the Jurgen arena, whatever era, like Christian was tired and like, he loves coming home. Yeah. Wes loves mm-hmm. coming home. Like, I don't, I mean, I think they said Dust hasn't played since uh, April, and that was like so the most good. amazing run and assist I may have ever seen for the U.S. And he was like, dicking around, like yes. he was just like 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 playing like back heels and like yes. whatever. But it was like, all kind of like working. Yeah, no, no, it was he was like it's weird to see someone enter a flow state with zero mm. basis. <laughs> just yeah. like. You haven't played in four months. You shouldn't be good. Yeah, well, well, it, try this Travella real quick. <laughs> it, it like once the like jitters settled down, and I think the U.S. realized that like four years ago, six years ago, there was like one 
to zero people on the field for the U.S. that could actually, like, progress the ball with the ball at their feet. And tonight, literally everyone on the field was just like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I think I can dribble this entire team. And, like, they weren't wrong most of the time. That was as superior as I've ever seen the U.S., against mexico like prior to prior to this beating them was like we pressed the hell out of them turned them over got made some chances or like that way first back in, goal that yeah. first goal was like reminiscent of like oh this is how we beat mexico or like way back in the day we used to counter and uh you know defend and counter and they'd be all pissy after the game that we played better than them but you know they hit us on the break a couple like that used to and this was just like we're just better than you and we're gonna go put up a crooked number like yeah. it's I, I think like the the most interesting moment, I mean, not the most interesting and interesting moment in that game. And I guess we'll talk about it maybe later, maybe not was that moment when Luca was just like, what if I could go on a 35 yard run by myself just for fun? And like, he could. Well, and like, and that's a, that, a, what our fifth midfielder. Well, And by that point in the game, they were full. Of, like if you grew up playing FIFA against your brother or whatever, you always got to the point where you're losing three to nothing. You're like, I'm going to start taking red cards now. Like they just got to that point in the game. Like, and just the referee wouldn't give them as many red cards as maybe they deserved. But like, it was just like, yeah, he beat me. I'm just going to kick him from behind. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I think that, the, and, and what, what I'll say about that game before it turned into a, a circus Um is I at about the 20 minute mark, my, my wife was sitting next to me and I said, we're just better than them. Like we might not win. Like that was like before it was, it was, it was in the, actually, I can tell you exactly when it was. It was in the 26th minute when Christian had his third, like likely chance. Mm-hmm. And I like, I remember just thinking like this, we're just better than them. And it's like, yeah. it's a weird feeling, but it was like, we're we're just the better team. We might not win, and, and we did, but like this, we're just better than them. This is how Mexico reacts when they get in this position. Like I don't, I don't know if you're old enough to remember, but when we were up at two nothing on them in uh, the 2002 World Cup, they started taking like horrendous fouls. That's when they were like mm-hmm. were elbowing people in the head. Like yeah. once they get in that position, they just lose it. The, I don't know what it is, but like it's I I think it's like. Yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> I can say this. I've seen my favorite football team, like American football team, pull stunts like this, uh, like uh, recently, perhaps. Um, and like, it's not great, but it's like, it, it, what it belies is a sense of desperation. And it's like, it's, it's, there's nothing else to it. It's, it's, you're just desperate and you can't, you cannot hang in the way that you feel like you should. And we, and, and like the thing is, like you said, we didn't bunker and counter them. And they can say like, oh, well, fuck. Like we, 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 we had two steps out. Like when we lost yeah, Uruguay. Didn't go our way tonight or whatever. Right, yeah. right. Like when our, when our U20s lost to Uruguay, you weren't like, well, we got thoroughly fucking outclassed. It was two mistakes, uh, another day, who knows, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. That wasn't, there was no day in which Mexico was the better team than us today. And so like, it's tough to square with that. Um, but let's 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 go through the uh, the lineup. We can talk about everybody. Um, Matt Turner didn't do much. They, somebody tweeted out Mexico had more red cards than shots on goal. <laughs> do Do you remember him making? I, I remember him making a save, but it was on a, on an offside. I think technically, like that weak header towards the end was on goal. Oh, and also there was that one where he like he dove at a ball that was certainly going at the post. Yeah. 
Um, it was, it was, uh, yeah, I second. think they had, I think they had one shot on target and two red cards. Like it, he, he just didn't do like, there were, there were a couple of times where he, he was like, there was once where he was vaguely shaky in possession. He sort of took like a heavy touch. Yeah. Um, in like the 65th minute, maybe. I mean, this obviously it's easier to look back at a win and say everybody was good, but like, honestly, the only person like I was like, not to be controversial, but Balogun, I think was maybe the, the most invisible. Unimpressive. Yeah. I mean, he had and some like, nice tactical, like you could tell he had some foot skills there. He had some nice technical <laughs> ability, but like, Oh, and he, he's the one that tracked back to win the, uh, win the that red card. Red first yeah. Red card. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Uh, That's a good point though, Ben. So I think that he has some obvious like technical abilities. You could see him like collect the ball and he wanted to do a lot of it with his feet and, and it just, it didn't happen for him. And there's a whole nother discussion about, is this team and like, are our, is the entire setup and the entire player pool just like completely unable to create chances for a nine? Like, could it have been Holland out there tonight? And we'd be like, well, you know, he didn't really get on the end of anything, (laughs) but he Balogun ran hard, ran, he pressed, like he was a very willing, hardworking nine. Like you wouldn't have known that like, the pregame press, like all of the pregame coverage for this was around him and, you know, the season he had and all the goals he's going to score. Like the dude went out there and just like played hard. Put in a yeah, shift. he was, yeah. he was not, he was, you know, how like wide receivers sometimes, sometimes get the rap of being divas. And mm-hmm. I think strikers and wingers can kind of be in that mold. And he did not, he did yeah. not fit that tonight. I, I was, what I'll say about him is that like, and 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 I'm 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 using this as a compliment, but you can take it. And one could take it as an insult, but like, he looked sort of like Josh Sargent out there, where it was just like he worked really hard. He did everything he was supposed to do, and like a couple of times, he like made Ochoa vaguely uncomfortable by running at him really fast. Mm-hmm. And it's like cool. I like what, that. What a great introduction to the team, though, too, yeah. and to like Concacaf, be like. Here's what it's going to be. The refs aren't going to protect you. It's going to be a street fight, and oh, we've got your back. Like we, we'll fight for you. We're we're willing to do it. We just like you. Just need to be ready that that's going to happen. And Matt Miazga needs to give lessons. Like Serginho, hit him in the junk. Well, like, yeah, you probably get a ye- you probably get a yellow if you hit him in the if you like go low. Dude, that's a good point. You get a yellow card. Just go you low. Can... Body shots, man. I was gonna say you could you could put a combination into someone's chest and it might be a yellow, but if you like, yep, if you it's the slap hands to the someone, face, automatic, face, right? Yeah. So let's let's go to so so that gets us to the to the back line of uh, Dest, uh, Robinson, Richards, and uh, Jedi. Um, Serginho Dest looked like Serginho Dest, and like you know how there are certain players who it's like I don't care how like way during qualifying. Where you're like, I don't care how much they are or are not playing for their club. They start for us because they can do shit nobody else can do. Serginho mm-hmm. Dest is is just simply on a different level. I'm a little bit concerned that we don't have him against inevitably Alfonso Davies. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, and that's a weird thing to say. The other thing is, like, time to time to be a man. Once a man. once you get him riled up, like he's really good he, yeah he's like really good. and like mexico for whatever reason just i don't know brings the best slash worst out of him he was like pissed and ready to go it's 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 a funny thing like because like uh, uh, this is this is gonna bring us back to an argument from oh i don't know 2015 um about like who's really american or not <laughs> um 
my man looked pretty American there where he got he got bumped in the shoulder and decided to get into a fist fight about it. So there this is a whole like uh, can we set up chances for number nines? That's its own discussion. The dual nationals that are like part of this setup came in when they were like much, much younger. It, it, I feel like a lot right. of the dual nats. For, this was not Timothy Chandler and Jermaine Jones. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like Dest came here because it, it, you remember like the interview when he uh, like announced and he talked about um, how like the U.S. youth setup stuck with him when like no one, he felt like no one in like the Netherlands like yep. uh, was going to give him a chance. Like he's a big like loyalty guy. He is fiercely loyal to like to this setup, and I think that's why he plays so well for us. And like, no, there's there's no one on this team where I'm like, oh, like questioning like allegiances, and not that I ever really did with like the the German dual nats. I feel like that was just like a fun, a good talking point. The, the only person I've ever seen legit about was Chandler. He, sure, yeah, but like, but like John, I, I don't like John Brooks is not like, like he plays hard. Fabian Johnson, yeah. oh yeah. Anyways, well, like yeah, there's this is a dude. Yeah, and, and like I think what it is is it's and, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, everybody has, but like what is the American like sort of style, right? Like tiki taka or samba or nuestro, you know, juego, whatever. Like ours is actually like fuck you, we're gonna run hard. And like if you if you But if now you, we're good too. Right. Like that's yeah. the thing, is that like now we're running hard, but we have the ball at our feet and we're not yeah. losing it. <laughs> So I know we'll get to him, but um, I thought that Reyna was like a very willing midfielder. By yeah, he was a midfielder. Standards. He yeah, was, like, he got like, stuck in. And and, yeah. and he was like, he was dropping super deep mm-hmm. to collect the ball and turn and, and make plays. Like a lot of, a lot of what the uh, certain, certain parts of Twitter really hated Tyler Adams for the like collect the ball and pass it sideways so that you can progress the ball because that's how this game works. He was doing a t- of that early just like get the ball put it to the right usually to dust occasionally occasionally to weigh just like put it sideways make sure it gets to the right place because those people are going to cook um center backs i mean do you do you they remember were good. Yeah, yeah like i don't i don't really remember them doing anything that made me nervous um miles maybe like half misplayed a ball but not really they were um, fine. I mean, they weren't really tested. Richards had my favorite moment of the game. Bef- like, uh, so there, there's a, if you watch it back in like the, before after the McKenney read, before the Dest read, um, one of the Mexico players like was embellishing a, a foul. And you can see Chris Richards just sort of laughing, walking away. Uh, and I really enjoyed that up until that point because I thought it was so funny. Like he was just like, I, I don't I this this is beneath me. I don't care about so, any of this shit. I'm not I'm not a boxing fan, so this could be maybe not the best comparison, but you know how what like when a boxer is trying to be intimidating and they're like not tired. They're like just stand there. I'm not even a good old, not I'm not going to my corner. I'm fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the US at halftime. <laughs> they were out there waiting, being like, all right, let's go, boys. We're gonna put up a couple more. Um Jedi was Jedi. Like, do we have like Jedi has been the same player for us for so fucking long? I, I think he's actually adding to his game. I think that he he's a bit better in tight spaces than he used to be. Maybe yeah. he did have that one play. play. Yeah, maybe just he like, got he inverted like, for a second. Yeah, like I remember some like really loose at, at the beginning of like the the Jedi era. I remember some like really loose touches and 
well, you know, it was going to be him or like Demarcus Beasley or something. Like, so you just had to go with the guy. Whereas I think that he's like really growing into actually being like a very plus player for this team. A going physically going forward, he's just like immense. Like he can just run forever and he's super fast. But he also like has the lungs and like the grit to turn around and like cover ground and fly back. He, his like, his defense has gotten a lot better since I'm, I'm, I'm going to say like. Right. 2019. He's he's never going to be Sergio Dest as far as like technical skills, but he's gotten much better about willing being willing to like play the ball into a tight window and then Mm -hmm. make you know do kind of like the real the tighter one twos and progress the ball that way. But yeah, he's definitely grown, and I think part of that too is like I don't know. Think three four years back, there were players on the field who were like, I don't trust them to do this. You know what I mean? You know, like Aaron Long is out there, or I don't know, uh, Colin Acosta is out there, or like you're like I we're don't. We're going to talk him. about Acosta because he. Yeah, I mean, we could have used him in a certain way tonight. We, we, we he would have been very useful today. Although, if we're going to go that route, I really wanted to see Matt Miazga as like the we're subbing on Bob Probert. Like <laughs> when, go, when 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 Zimmerman came on, when Zimmerman came on, I did think there was an element of like. Oh, okay. We we are going to put on our six five two twenty dude. <laughs> I guess, but if you put Miazga on there, you know yeah, he was well he, what you're doing. You're just like rolling a grenade out. <laughs> uh, that would have been very very fun. Um, so uh, Zimmerman did come on. He had one pretty nice header um, to clear it, uh, and Scally came on, and I don't think got on the ball or was did anything. Yeah, I mean, right. he he had oh. he had he he got on the ball once and made a nice pass up to. Up to Pepe. I don't see any reason why we don't run Miles and Richards out there again against Canada. Yeah, absolutely not. I, I, mean, I see no I, reason not to. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dest has, like, the ability to, like, going forward, be an absolute game breaker. But, like, I don't know. People have been really hyped on Scally for a long time. And during a long stretch of this last club season when Dest was just, like, exiled, and Scally was, like, playing minutes and wasn't playing minutes, but was still playing minutes, and, oh, he's still only 19. Like, it's not like we're going to be – we're not running, like, Shaq Moore out there or, like – Right. You know, like, there's, like, a legitimate, like, teenage – or is he 20 now? Bundesliga right yeah, back that is going to fill in for us. Like, it isn't the end of the world. I'm more worried about losing McKenney in the middle. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But I know. I'm, I know. I'm not I keep cons- jumping yeah. up the field. No, it's, like, I'm not concerned about Scally. It's just, like – you're 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 going from someone in Dest who's a, a game breaker to someone who is, you know, good, like better than, better than we're used to as USMNT fans because uh, all of us are older than the age of twelve, but like not he's not Sergio Dest, which is fine. He doesn't need to be. Um, perhaps that means that like, you know, maybe Jedi can get a little more forward than he otherwise would because Scally's not going to go on these like sort of meandering runs the way that Dest will. I don't know if you guys Dest saw it. There was a an Ajax fan watching the game. I don't know if he was actually Dutch or not, but he was like our our I would he was like I would take him back in a heartbeat at Ajax. Our current right back can't dream of doing what Dest can do right now. Dest 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 has an ability to do shit that like no right backs can do. Like there, there's a reason why every large club in the world and I mean every like I'm not I'm not being hyperbolic. Every large club in the world at some point or another has looked at Sergio Dest and said, 
I mean, yeah. I, I hate buzzwords, but he he has S tier drib- dribbling ability. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, like you know what he is. He is a um a Billy Bean, right? Like like in Moneyball, where they talk about him coming out of high school, and it's like he can he can hit he can hit for power, he can field, he can throw, and it's like with Des, it's like he can do everything. It's just like can he do everything and keep giving a shit for two weeks in a row? But we never need him to because <laughs> right. we never have him for two weeks. He, in a row. He is our Claude Lemieux. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Can you give a shit for a week and a half? Yes, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think like that's that's sort of all we need out of him. And when he does shit, like what he can do, and what he did tonight, you're just like. I'll deal with it. I'll deal with the bullshit. Like, I don't care. It's not like real bullshit. It's just right. like. You know, Anything. Like, he's just extending his career. He's just, you know, he's just saving right. miles on his legs. He's, he's like on, 36 years old out there dancing through. <laughs> actually, you know what? The next Danny Alves, but not in the way you thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but what, what you exactly. do. I do remember, that wasn't like the opening question when you like signed with Barcelona. Yeah. Is this the next Danny Alves? Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what is coming next. And that's an ad read. I'm not going to set anybody up here because I don't know who's coming because we are no longer doing Paramount Plus because um, Champions League is over. So it's uh, somebody. So we'll see. Um, so Yunus Musa, still better than CONCACAF. Weston McKinney, dog. Yeah. Dog. I mean, I mean like, I re- let's, let's I re- talk about Musa first so that we can we can give McKinney the full, like, room to breathe i only remember one bad musa moment he had a, a pretty bad giveaway in midfield yep. but then he tracked it back he tracked back and cleaned up his own mess so yep. like he's just he i don't understand why he looks like this for the u.s and then he looks like he, what he does for valencia and then doesn't even play like i don't understand it he he i don't know he just he he cannot, you cannot take the ball off of him. He'll just go by you and eventually dish it off. He's not going to be super incisive with it, but he's going to dribble basically as far as he wants to go. I think, I think an element of it is that he's 20 and there's like, so I, I, I coach basketball, right? Like, I, I don't think that's a secret. And um, something that I've learned through, you know, continuing coaching about, you know, education or whatever, what you learn is that like, the best way to get the best out of a kid is make sure that he doesn't look to the sidelines when he makes a mistake, right? Like as a basketball coach, if you have kids who are looking to the sideline after they make a mistake, it means that they're terrified that they're going to get pulled and they don't have your trust. And look, sometimes a kid makes a mistake and you pull him because guess what? You don't trust him (laughs) and they shouldn't be playing free because they're not good enough to do so. But Eunice, like you can tell he plays free with us. Like he knows nobody's coming for his spot. Nobody's taking his job. And despite what every single child on Twitter says about how pressure makes everybody better because they're in their fucking first year of high school economics about competition, um, like actually like comfort and confidence and understanding that you can try some shit because nobody's going to like bench you next game means a ton for 20 year olds. For 25, 26, 28 year olds, like if you want to talk about like, oh, like iron sharpens iron, like cool, fine, whatever. But there's nothing like being able, going into a game, knowing you're starting, knowing you're getting 75 to 90 and knowing you're good. And that's what Eunice has with us. Like, no, Luca Delatore is not starting over Eunice Musa. He's just not. So he's good. And, and, and like with Valencia, I'm sure there's like an element of, you know, 
he looks to the sideline and gets pulled in the 56th minute after a, a mistake. And like, that's that. I don't know enough about his role at, uh, at Valencia either. He kind of plays almost as like a Eunice role now. Cause like, he's not expected to be like a final distributor of the ball. And I guess in games when Adams is on the field, like he's not like the, the last guy shielding. It's literally just kind of like in the middle, like 25 to 45 yards of the field just be like this ultra athletic, like thick body dude that just gets on the ball, like shields it and just like progress it, just progress it 15 yards up the field and find someone to lay it off. And I don't know if he gets asked to do more than that or something different. And say like admittedly, I don't watch him play a ton, but like what he does is he's just so good at it. Like he almost never fails at it. Like if I see him in like a 50, 50, I'm like, Oh, he's going to win the ball. And like, he's going to progress it. He's not going to play a stupid pass. Um, well, it's a nice like, to, security blanket. And to zoom out a little bit, I know we're talking player by player, but that midfield three, I really like the, va- the vaccine three. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the measles, mumps, measles, mumps, and rubella. That's the uh, one. I really <laughs> like the way that uh, Moose Dude, and never heard that. Reina yeah, look together. So, yeah, like, the, the, well, I think what it is, is it's, it, it allows, like we've talked a lot and, and it's been talked about a lot about how the MM part of this is not very progressive in, in, or creative in the, in the sense that like, they don't, they aren't looking for that like last pass, right? Like you were just talking about, like about how, like, you know, that's not really what, what McKenney or Musa do, right? Like they, they collect the ball, they're strong and they get it to people who can do shit. Well, Tyler Adams is not that guy Um, for like, that's not what he does. And so like, what you're saying is you're saying like, Okay, McKenney and Musa, instead of being creative, like instead of asking you to to add creativity, we're just adding, we're we're not asking you to add creativity, we're asking you to add defensive responsibility. And, and like, Reina Reina brings that missing element. In in, in spades. It and, is it is yeah. the best part of his game. And honestly, I think if you have four players for three spots, you can figure that out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like and it's like Maybe one game you just need to press the hell out of everybody and defend, and you drop Reina. And maybe another game you drop McKenny, and maybe another game you drop what you know, Musa, whatever. Just do what you, or you know, maybe somebody gets suspended. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, and like, and and you also have Luca as like a like for like with Musa. So like, whatever you can you can sort of figure it out. Um, I want to talk about an American hero now. Um, Weston McKenny. Every time he puts on the shirt makes me proud of him. And like, it's so weird to me. Cause I like, I watched, I watched enough leads, right? Not every leads game, not every minute of every leads game, but I watched enough leads. I watched almost all of them until I couldn't anymore. Right. And like, my thing is, it's like, I don't understand how you can watch him play and not love him to death. And like, maybe he just gives so much more shit for America, but like, he's just like, is so willing to do all of the things. And the fact that he, like, look, did he have a great game prior to his red card? I don't think so. I, I didn't think that he had a, a specifically awesome game. I mean, he did play the most important pass in the second goal. Right. Yeah, so that, that actually true. was a dime. I, I saw like a, a, nice, yeah. a second view of that from like b- behind the pass. You can see like how perfectly he laid yeah. that in there. And he has that in his bag. Like, yeah. like we've seen him make that pass a few times, but like, I didn't. Uh, 
He's a know, rich man's like Hector Herrera. Let's just call let's just call, <laughs> call it what it is. Hector Herrera wishes he was Western mechanic. Yeah. Um but like but that's the thing, is that like he had like a, a good game, an okay game, a whatever. But like there is something to a, the way that a team responds to itself. And the fact that Wes is always the first person in the fight, and and the fact that he, you know, afterwards like gets his jersey torn and it's like goes over, stares out into the crowd of Mexican fans. And it probably was 70, 30 Mexico um, based on, based on what I heard. I mean, I didn't, you know, whatever. Um, Like the fact that he looks up and starts like kissing the crest is just like gorgeous. And I love you, Weston McKinney. And I will always love you. I don't care where you play next year. Apparently it's not going to be Juventus. Um, Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) But like wherever you are, like I'm a fan. I, do I kind of want bad. like a little like rehab stint for the boys and like in the just Dutch. Put them league. all in fucking right. Schalke. <laughs> no, no, please, no, <laughs> no. I want them all to go to like Feyenoord or something like yes, that. That that is an acceptable suggestion. <laughs> and I, I yeah. kind of feel bad for Wes because I was a teacher for a long time, and sometimes the class starts to get out of control, and there's a kid you know is kind of a pain, and you're like. If I get an excuse, dude is gone. Him. He's gone. So, like, you know, when things start to get out of control, the referee's like, he's gonna go if I have any re- if I have any, you know what I mean? Like okay. that'll calm things down if we get him out of here. But it didn't. I, all right, on this ref, I wanna interject. This was a disaster. disaster. Oh, he lost Maybe control disaster. so much. So Antuna should have been sent off, and that would have been that that should that should have probably put the brakes on everything. Like that was a Clear second yellow, if not a straight red. It was, we I never mean, get that game. call, though. We never get that we call. We never get that call. Um, the, do you want to know? I actually think he lost the game earlier. Um, in the, I want to say, like, 13th minute, 14th minute, Pulisic got unequivocally tripped in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a no call. And I think that, like, that moment, like, look, I don't know that you need to call a penalty. I think that you probably need to, like, do something like have an immediate makeup call or something. And he just like, let it go. It, it, I mean, that was bad for, for me. It was all in the second half. Cause he kept on giving retaliation red cards to the U S as if to like validate mm-hmm. that. Oh, it out. Both yeah. parties are like responsible for this one. Like obviously like I'm wearing a U.S. jersey. I'm a U.S. fan, but like it was very clear as day, like who was initiating every one of these scuffles and who was like truly at fault. And it like, it, in a way, if this was like a World Cup, I'd be way more pissed off about right. like losing players for the next yeah. games. But like honestly, like whatever, it's Canada, and like, yeah. do I want to beat Canada? Yes, but like, I'd rather beat Mexico than beat Canada, and I'd rather, I'd rather the players like stand up for themselves. But like, that was a disaster from that ref. Like, he he continued to try to almost like play this like fair and balanced game when like there was very clearly like a vastly superior team on the field absolutely beating the brakes off of a team of 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 nobody has been's and never was's right and then they started just retaliating with cheap shots and rather than the u.s like laying down and letting them get some like physical advantage over us they turn around and like hit him back it it, it that was that was really poor yeah. he didn't handle the, yeah. the homophobic chant well I, I don't know i was at the the um Nations League game, USA, Mexico, last go around that was in Denver. And that game was like 
equally as wild, but for like totally different reasons. Cause it went to extra time and there were penalties, penalties made, penalties saved. Like the fans, I think were, were very aggressive, but I never felt like on the field that like things were getting out of control between the players. Right. Because actually for as outrageously as intense of like an environment as that stadium was like, I still think that's the most intense sporting event I'd have ever been to. And I've gone to, you know, playing a Michigan state, Michigan football games. I went to a Michigan, Ohio state football game. That was the wildest thing I've ever been a part of, but the players and the refs seemed to do like a good job, like keeping shit on the rails. Whereas this was actually kind of like, in my opinion, like a relatively like flaccid game. Mexico had laid down early, like the game was mm-hmm. done. And he, he let all this other shit just like get injected back into the, into the well, event. Once you start letting things go, you kind of have to keep letting them go because once you've let them go and like everybody kind of, Oh, this is how we're going to do this. Huh? Mm-hmm. And then you start giving out cards. It's too late. It's too late. Yeah. You've, you've like, already, you've already set the time. Like if he just like the first couple like he'd be given Antuna a red card, then, then the guy who hacks Balogun probably doesn't do that. You know what I mean? So like that doesn't happen. Who Who is that? that Montez maybe? Yeah. yeah, I think so. So like that foul more than likely doesn't happen. But if it does, he gets a red. Now it's 11 on nine. And, and, it's, oh, and, point, and, yeah. and America is not even engaged in the game anymore. Yeah. Well, um, McKinney never sure got a red there. It, it, it was okay for all the, the, the pictures that float around the internet of McKinney getting choked by Mexican players for him to get a red in a scuffle is ridiculous a like in a vacuum and then be it sent like a totally wrong message that just continued to allow this like tit for tat kind of thing to to go on and they're like none of those guys have anything to lose none of them are ever going to mean anything to this mexican national team like the coach is i i can't imagine what he's going to wake up to tomorrow morning in in, like his local (laughs) Uh, media he's going to wake up to a it became so meaningless so quickly that like this is one of those evenings where I wish I was fluent in Spanish so I could just like read like the Mexican subreddit or just Oh, it's it's my my yeah, whatever. my my favorite thing after a, a Michigan State win is to go to a, the other team's message boards. Uh, Hammer and Rails uh Purdue's um message board easily my favorite. Really? Oh, it was, remember I'm a, I'm much more of a basketball fan than I am a, oh, a football fan. I didn't realize that until I didn't realize that until you kind of put out your like list of favorite sports. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm I, the, the reason why this is not a basketball podcast is because like I I consider myself like a somewhat removed and reasonable soccer and football fan. Like I, I try to be like you know whatever about it. I'm not that way about basketball. Like I am I am I am not a a calm person. <laughs> I am the definition of a fair weather basketball fan. Like. If once, once, if you're like, my team is good, be like, okay, I'll watch a couple games. And like, how I, am with hockey. I don't care about basketball. <laughs> 100% how I am with hockey. Um, so, okay, back to it. Um, Tim Way is fast as shit. Mm. And Mexico had nothing for him. I mean, both wings were a disaster. Posick yeah. was torturing the right back, and Way was just running past the left back. They're just in a world of hurt on both sides. Uh, that that is uh, Jorge Sanchez of uh, Ajax. Ah, so Pulisic was was humiliating him. I mean, I've, I that was a a dismantling. Like you, you know how like occasionally uh, like somebody will target Trent Arnold Alexander Alexander Arnold Alexander Arnold because they know that they, he's not going to play defense and they're capable of doing it. And you're like, oh shit, they they can actually go at him over and over again. 
That's what happened here. Um, and, and it wasn't even like it was a game plan. It was just like Polisic at some point realized that the person in front of him could not stay in front of him. Um, and like the, but like going back to Wea, like Wea just dusted him. Who, who I, I think it was Gallardo. Um, Wea is another one of those weird like club form just doesn't matter. Like, yeah, was, it doesn't matter at all. Well, I was like sitting on the couch, I was talking about this. I'm just like, dude, he just like shows up and balls and he plays as like a right wing when he's like a, isn't he like a left wing back now for like his club or something ridiculous or like nah, sure is put him that's, in right wing and, and he goes out there and just like just absolutely puts in a shift that's another one like musa for me but you could actually occasionally watch musa like i don't i don't i mean i guess i guess theoretically the french league is on tv somewhere but um, yeah I, there it is but like i haven't seen tim way play for a club team in forever so i'm like every time i see watch him play with the us i'm like how is he not like starting on the wing for somebody halfway decent? Like I, yeah. I don't understand. I, I, I think that like what's interesting about this is that like this team probably should have like like the way that they played, like Polisic didn't even get to do his thing where he like gets inside and plays as a nominal 10. But like this mm-hmm. team is actually sort of built now to take advantage of his his gifts because Balligan, and we'll talk about him and 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 Pepe, like. Both of them are running behind, be fast, take take your space strikers, which is not something we usually have. And, like, that gives Polisic so much room if Way is on the other wing. And, like, Reyna playing in the midfield means that that room is there for Christian to operate. Um, he looked so freak, and I know I opened with this, but, like, he's so good. And, like, he's capable of doing things that you're just like, How? And like it's and and I actually had a thought, and I, I'm interested in what you guys think about this. Is that like we're now seeing like the 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 two different sides of Christian Pulisic seemingly wants to win this game by himself, whereas before it was because he had to, and now it's because he can because he's not getting all the attention. Like everybody else is good enough that they have to be paid attention to. So now right. it's Christian like one on one or maybe one on two, and like yeah, sure, I'll take those odds. That first, he he had like two or three runs into the box, and like one of them, I thought he needed to lay off the Balogun earlier, and then that's I think one where he skied it put over the crossbar. Holy shit! Hold on, this 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 was just uh, shared with me. I'm I'm sorry to cut you off. Apparently, Caesar Montez and Weston McKinney got into a fist fight in the locker room. Who won? I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but um. Come on, cell phones! Don't well, fail. The, hold on, hold on. The next, the next tweet is: Caesar Montes is currently injured. <laughs> uh, I think Weston McKinney beat the shit out of him. <laughs> um. Wow. Shit. I, I mean, if that's true, like, I don't, I don't know how. Uh, shout, shout out to uh to our to our man Scott um for for tweeting that, but like, holy shit, Scott Jordan. Uh, yeah. I mean, what, what, I mean, I mean, I hope that like there, I don't need any fallout from from my boy. Uh, I mean, to play for us for a couple games if that's true. Look on the list of reasons that Weston McKinney has not been invited back into a camp. <laughs> I'm cool with this one. You know, that's also true. This isn't like college football. Like, there's no like, I, I, I don't know how it would go. Whatever, fine. Like, who cares? Probably worth it. Um, I, apparently Montez was the one who went looking. 
like Montez went trying to find Wes to get into a fight. Wes beat his ass. And here we are. <laughs> this, all right. I think <laughs> this is turning into way too big of like a circus. Like in, in World Cup qualifying, none of this happens in these games between these two teams because like. There's, because there's another game coming that matters. Right. And like it matters. And whereas like I think both these teams like like you care about the game. You don't care about the um the construct. Like you don't give a crap that you're in Nations League. So like these games are like just I don't know. We're two for two now on these things turning into total freaking gong shows. Um I Yeah, don't know but that. but 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 flip side of that, um hilarious. I mean, Great yeah, content. We keep, we keep winning. I guess that's yeah. fine. But. I've had enough. I think I've had about enough of tunnel fights at this point. You know, you'd think so. Um, <laughs> but so, so go, going back to to Balogun, or I, I guess we should we should talk about the the subs a little bit. Um, Luca came on, looked good as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Um, I, I thought he I thought he played well. Um, I thought he had two minutes of of I was terrified because yeah. he kept taking loose touches and playing like soft back passes, and I'm like, dude, he's gonna like somehow give up a goal or two here. But then once he, he, he almost, like. He almost did. Flipped on. Right. Once he flipped on, he was very good, and he looked like the De La Torre who can collect and run for, you know, 30 yards. Um, I, I, what, I, th- I think what it was, it was like basically when Pepe got his goal, Lucas settled in, um, yeah. which would have been like, yeah, like you said, you, I think you said two minutes. I think it was like three minutes later, two minutes later. Um, and I think like he settled in nicely. Um, Aronson, God bless him. Nah, whatever. He didn't really do anything. He ran really hard and probably a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. so Peppy, let, let's talk Peppy and Balligan for a second. Um, I'm super happy for Peppy getting that goal. Like, I, I'm sure that was like so much fun for him. Um, especially since he got booed real bad when he came on. Like, I, I don't know if that came through as clearly in on the Paramount Plus. I was watching on Univision. Um, but like, he was he was getting showered with hate and just to immediately like come out and score. The fact that he didn't <laughs> go with good. yeah, the fact that he didn't go with the like the shh yeah. celebration was a little bad. But that gives me an excuse to talk about the greatest celebration. Well, no, not the greatest celebration, but up there on Christian Pulisic goals against Mexico celebrations, um, the rock paper scissors where it was uh, rock and scissors uh, to get to two zero was phenomenal and <laughs> I, I give i give wes and and christian so much credit for coming up with that can can we pause and just appreciate the darkness of geo reina too like oh, yeah the, the the he's like full wrestling heel at this point oh yeah and like i'm so here for it went went blonde <laughs> uh like got got headbutted immediately immediately comes down dribbles through three people gets fouled again pops up like pumps up the crowd <laughs> He, he he decked Antuna like it was phenomenal. At one point, I'm like, "Oh, Giorena dyed his hair platinum blonde," and my wife was like, "Why would he do that?" And like, "Yeah, eh, he's 20." <laughs> they do I mean, you know, like they that. do things. It's fine. Um, I mean, Scally's got the platinum blonde going too. So yeah, so, so he's also um, 20. Yeah. Um. So we were <laughs> asked by uh, red when I was 20. I wish I did. Um, we were asked by uh, by by Josh, um, what does the future of Gio Reyna look like in this team with Berhalter coming back as the USMNT coach? Um, I I I don't know. Um, I think I think that now is a good time to talk about Berhalter in the last like I don't know ten minutes here, fifteen minutes. Um, 
I, I'm going to echo something, Ben, that you said on Twitter, um, which is like, I think the fact that everybody on Twitter is so mad is making me want it, like making me like a little bit happier that Burhalter is coming back. Oh, I'm like so pro Burhalter right now. Like, I at the, when the cycle ended, I was like, all right, he did a fine job, but I'm ready for somebody new. But like, nobody can let anything go, and they're so annoying. I'm just like, bring him back, bring him back. Yep. Like, yep. he did a good enough job. Bring him back. And like, well, when I sent that tweet out, if you read the replies, I'm even more firmly in the bring Burhalter back camp now. He's my favorite coach ever. Screw you all. I I, I think like Bill Connolly had like the the like the one of the better ones where it's like, he's fine. Like he, he, he got us like basically like Bill Connolly, John Muller both had like, I think it's John Muller. Is that his name? The yeah. Athletic, like, yeah. Athletic guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they both had like sort of like the same take, which is like, he basically did what you're supposed to do with America in the world cup. Well, and if you follow and listen to people that know soccer, that like know tactics and that don't really have an ax to grind, they're basically complimentary of him. The people that hate him are like, soccer fan usa 1748 i'm so proud of you for not actually including the at there (laughs) all right i don't know if that guy listens but i actually kind of love you now he used to i don't know if he still does yeah like he's like a caricature of like of the person and i don't know like i can always like when i i I shouldn't but like when i click i I pretty much don't block anybody but i mute people so every once in a while i'll see like this plot reply has been hidden and i'm like oh let me click on it (laughs) i'm like oh it's him and like he try he tries so hard to be mean and nasty like he says like he called me a drunk tonight because he because obviously because i i reference bourbons in the articles i write so i, I must be a drunk like he like goes he like tries to be hurtful and i'm just like bro are you okay like are you okay like, like I, what's going on man i i I, so I i kind of enjoy him at this point but yes like there there are so many like and he's an extreme example but there are so many who like will just blame Berhalter for anything and everything. And if an MLS player gets on the roster, they're mad. I was like, all right, you know what? Give him the job for life. Screw you all. I I think like my view of Berhalter, and and it's always been like very considered, right? Is that like I am by my nature, both as a coach and as a person, like I like defense more than offense. I think that defense is more consistent. I think that defense is more reliable, and I I know what a defense is going to look like game to game. Um, I trust defense. Now, sometimes shots don't fall. Huh? Sometimes shots just don't fall. Sometimes shots don't fall. Like you can't like like defense travels. Like you 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 if you have a solid defense, you have a solid defense everywhere because it's completely up to you whether or not you have a solid defense. Um, and like I remember, I really like sort of I didn't fall in love because I've never been in love, but like I really liked the way that Berhalter handled the last round of Nations League Gold Cup, where it was just like look, we are what we are. We're going to play our game and we're going to win in ways that work for us. And like, there's this like theory going around and, and it's, it's always the people who are, who are like, we need to be playing a higher level of soccer. And then who are also like, our guys are overrated because they're just miserable people, I think. But like, we are who we are. And like, this is sort of the apotheosis of what we can be, right? Technically gifted, but still grit lords, right? Like. The best, like, and, and I, I, I hate to use an analogy that's obvious for me, but like Michigan State is never going to out pretty people in football. 
Like it's not going to happen. That's not how Michigan state is going to win. It's the reason why Mel Tucker probably is not a great fit at Michigan state. Like you're not going to out pretty and out skill people. The way you're going to do it is you're going to make it miserable. D'Antonio was great at that. Even the best Michigan state teams just made it miserable. And I think that like if Burhalter gets to the best version of American misery, we'll be fine. We'll be good. I'm not sure he can do it, but like, it's not like we're going to like bring in Hoji, uh, like Pochettino and be like, oh, we're going to be a progressive team. Like, fuck that. No. I don't think that like people take as big of issues. I think you're giving too much credit to a lot of people on Twitter and and too much credit to, to most everybody who's probably a fan of this team. People say that they get upset about like tactics and the, and, and, and the they way have no they idea play. what tactics are. <laughs> and they don't, and like, even I, you don't know who knows the most about tactics is my wife. Cause she played soccer for like, at a pretty high level for like, you know, 13 years of her life. Like I'm an idiot. Um, relatively speaking, people hate Greg Berhalter because they, people understand the game the way that I do as like a simpleton. I see lineups, I see formations, I see MLS players. I don't agree with player X in this spot because I played FIFA 17, you know, career mode for <laughs> as long as I did. People hated Burhalter because he started Sebastian Legette in the midfield and he and he, and he calls in Paul Ariel and Christian rolled on. A lot of the Burhalter hate really, really slowed down when we got to the tail end of his tenure and like the lineups and the call-ups started to like, conventionally makes sense with with what the rest of the world was seeing where it was hey we're just we're calling in the best european based guys that we have and you sprinkle in two center backs from mls because it works and and the u.s soccer federation has done him zero favors like the way he got hired was yes iffy point. like if he at best is that, is that burhalter's fault no but like you the u.s didn't even try to avoid the appearance of impropriety which 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 also brings us to u.s soccer dropping this in the middle of a game oh yeah i mean we just so like I, don't leak it but also really paul tenorio you have to hit send as the game so, is turning off. well I somebody told somebody told him to i i saw a tweet about this i have it on mute i'm watching it i'm going to rewind it apparently tenorio came on to the cbs post game show and dempsey like ripped into him about like why in the world would you release this like during a game? Like now we have to talk about this and not like, I- I'm going to see what he has to say. Nice. Um, and I guess I, I want to like put a bow. I-, I do not want Greg Berhalter to come back. And it's, and it's not because I think that there's better options or I think that he's a bad coach. I don't think we have better options candidly. Like, I think if we did, I think that, I think that the U S soccer federation really did want to move away from the guy. And for reasons that we may never understand, like it just did not work out. Um, I, if you, if it came down to, Hey, Kevin, do you want it to be Patrick Vieira or Greg Berhalter? Like I take Vieira all day just because like, it's a different dude. And I don't know if he's necessarily any better of a coach than Berhalter is or is not. In principle, I agree. Cause I don't like two cycle coaches. Yes. Just feel like it gets stale. I mean, although the, I mean, the, it works at the last, uh, Germany won the world cup with it. Right. Isn't that yeah. And you know what? You want to know what happened tonight? Uh, Gio Reyna played as a central midfielder, and I don't know if that ever happened with Berhalter. Right. Like, can you imagine when, like, all right, let's say in, like, some crazy world, they announce him, like, formally tomorrow morning, and he's on the, like, what if, oh, 
Adams is hurt. Well, rather than us running the the measle mumps rubella midfield, we just like plug and play Acosta. Like that's why people hate Burhalter because he like he is rigid in his system and like you I can't reimagine certain little things. So I I want to push back a little bit about rigidity to system because in the biggest game that Burhalter coached prior to the Ooh, he did do that four four two and that was sexy. Like in the World Cup, <laughs> he went to the four four two in yeah, the it was sexy. Okay, okay. In the, oh. in the in the Nations League final in twenty twenty one, he came out in a three four three. And I I do want to say though that I don't think Burhalter ever played a four two three one, and that's pretty much all we've played since he left. That since is notable. Been, yes, since there's been. <laughs> caretaker managers in charge has just been the, the the you know the double pivot with Reyna in front of him and to go back to um the question we got before like I don't think I don't think uh Berhalter's gonna hold any kind of grudge against Gio why like, would he he's like I his mean, godson right like I might <laughs> hold a grudge against his mom and dad like they might not get invited over for the cookouts anymore but uh the son yeah it's not his fault I'd, crazy. you know what I'd be willing to I'd be willing to bet I'd be willing to bet that a precondition of Berhalter coming back was him and Claudio having it like, like squashing the beef. Like I'd, I'd be willing to, because like, you have to think about this, like as like a family issue, right? Like this is a family issue because this, this organization operates like a family. And I'm saying that with an uppercase uh, F <laughs> I, 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 that is intentional. Like the Cosa Nostra type family. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, and like, I, 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 I'm willing to bet that they said squash the beef and Berhalter, you can come back, Claudio, squash it, or your kid's gonna be blackballed. And it's like, okay, cool, great. Um, Eunice Musa just uh, posted on Instagram uh, a like he like reposted a Weston McKinney like you know gutted for the red, glad for the win, like mm-hmm. whatever. And Eunice Musa, because all of these guys are essentially American, said, "Who wants smoke with us?" <laughs> That's good stuff. That's good so idea. good. Um, um, so the, with Reyna, while we're on that, before this game happened and all of the like smoke was starting to come out, or maybe it was like early in the first half, whenever all the tweets started going, they're like, oh, it's going to be Burhalter. Um, I still think that like he is the player to build. Around. Like he is the type of player that can get us past around a 16 game. I still think that he is the truly unique unicorn in this entire setup that could be a player that the U.S. has like never seen. And I, I thought that, I thought that about Pulisic, and like at, maybe he refines his form, and he's still not that old. But Reyna is just—he's just different in, in how he plays, and like they better figure this shit out behind the scenes because if if they start doing some goofy crap. If, Asa, you were earlier talking about, you know, you need to have the confidence. You're not looking to the sidelines like you're going to get pulled. If there's any angle or slight against Reyna, like, I'd be extremely frustrated by that because I, I think that he should be the most important player for us by 2026. We're, we're not France. We can't, like, drop Kareem Benzema and win the World Cup anyway. Like, right. you know what I mean? We're, we we kind of need our best players. Um, it, it, can I say another thing about Burhalter in the round of 16 getting knocked out? Sure. It, if if we weren't all Americans and like love all these guys and like think the world of them, it, like if, if if you're just like some like you know a cat like a a, a German football fan and like you you kind of glance over at the U.S. roster and it's like well yeah you got some players that are on loan and 
you know, you got some squad guys and you, you got out of the group. Like, what did you expect? Because then you go up against, you know, a the serious Netherlands team. Who, right. Who have these like Champions big League players for big players clubs. Like, every like, spot. Yeah. The, the best runs of form that happened in Europe for any of our guys in the last like six months have been Pepe, who wasn't at the World Cup. And it was the guy who got his first cap tonight, Balogun, other than like Tim Ream. Well, yeah. you know, like, if, uh, God bless Tim Ream, and, like, he's a, a national hero as far as I'm concerned, but, like, a 35-year-old center back doesn't win you a World Cup. No. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I Again, I, I I didn't want it to be Burhalter for a lot of non-soccer reasons and, like, superstition on second cycles. But you also can't judge the guy that harshly because, like, at the end of the day, like, even though we hype these guys up and, like, you know, England fans are like, oh, you're always, like, trying to hype your players up. Like, you're right. Yeah, um, of course we are. Well, like, of course we're going to gas our guys up. There are guys. Like, why wouldn't we? The other yeah. thing I don't feel like is maybe getting enough attention is like his guys are speaking out for him. They're like mm-hmm. they're going to bat for him. Like that that in in like, public that's worth, with that's, bash, yeah. with backlash. That's worth something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We have we have one more question. Um. And then we'll we'll put a bow on this. Um. Uh, our friend Mick G says uh, the way that the whole uh, of Lord of the Rings flips when you view it from Sauron's perspective, what was the narrative here from the ref's perspective? Don't start with the obvious loss of the ring of power control of the match. All right. Um, I'm going to say that uh, the refs are not eternal beings from the first age uh, and therefore don't have the perspective that Sauron may or may not have. Um I am going to say that, like, it's easy to lose control of a game and not notice. Um, you know, it like, like the intensity boiled was like rising and rising and rising and it boiled over and then it was gone. And like, part of that is an inexperience as a ref. Like, you need to know it's coming. And like, it's like how like every intense rivalry game has an early penalty, like personal foul, um, because like you got to do it. And this one didn't. And it like, that's what it was to me. Maybe maybe the ref is more like Denethor. He just kind of saw the inevitable end and was just like, "I'm I'm done with this." Although he, in in arguing with my myself, he added twelve minutes of extra time. Man, if there was ever a time to be like, "There's no extra time," there's no extra time. We're done. I I couldn't. The game was just like I can't believe he didn't just blow the whistle. Yeah, right. Like that's when, you're, that's when you're trying to like put your stamp on the game, go buy the book, and like I'm in control here. When you're just you have a, a freaking. You know, if the game was like one one and all this was going down, I'd actually would have been like way more like understanding of the ref to just like this is what we're doing tonight, boys. But it was like the game was so clearly decided. Like at that point, there's just there's no reason for it. Like it was it was just creating a dangerous situation that didn't need to happen. It's like but if it was one one, I don't yeah. know, man. Like let these dudes have it out on the field. And I actually probably would be kind of okay with how it all like, like every once in a while you're watching a game and it's like four nothing or something and it hits 90 and then it's like whistle. And you're like, all yeah. right, good job, ref. Uh, and, can, if there was ever a game that was crying out for that. And then you're like 12 minutes. Like, come on. Uh, can I give you guys a, a quote that I think encapsulates everything about tonight? This is from uh, our striker, uh, Florin Balligan quote. I'm I'm definitely still shocked by the events. (laughs) Welcome, my friend. It only gets worse. 
Do you think God he doesn't have to go through a full qualifying cycle? Yeah, Imagine him, to... him like going on like a road game to like yeah. all the salary. Wait until you go to like Costa Rica and you who, who was it? Who, fall down. Was it was it uh Dempsey who was like, Yeah, you just get showered with piss. Yeah. <laughs> um so so last last thoughts. Obviously, like we will we'll be back on Sunday, uh Sunday evening um for a final, like an actual like final. And like this felt like the final in the same way. Dear listener, you may not remember, America did not play the Soviet Union in the gold medal game of the 1980 Olympics. That game was a semifinal game. Correct. Mm -hmm. Oh, Uh, by the way, not that people need to hear our production meeting. I was reminded that that Sunday is Father's Day. Correct. I am am not sure of my availability for Sunday. Fair. You'll have to see. Um, so, so my way of, of dealing with that is saying that on my father's day, I am going to watch this game and I am going to record after it. Uh, I think that it's, it's like a super late kick. I think is it's it? like an eight thirty kick or something. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, so, uh, so on, on that, I, I, I do want to say, uh, again, um, Trace Acero. So we didn't even get to, we didn't even do a dose of Acero. We, we got a Trace Acero. Mm-hmm. Um, so to all of those, uh, kids out there who are, who are dual nats, who are saying to themselves, do I want to? Do I want to be a Mexico fan? Do I want to be an America fan? Be like that kid. Take off your take off your 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 Mexico scarf. Kiss the crest like Weston McKinney before you. Can't Welcome. imagine anybody wanting to be a Mexico fan after watching that game. Uh, no, no, that was not fun for anybody uh, in the green uh, jerseys. But uh, if you'd like to. Uh, uh, follow uh, Kevin. You can find him at Kev underscore Quickkowski. I went through a thread on Reddit the other day in the uh, USMNT uh, subreddit. I thought I found him, and then that person was posting about Charlotte politics. Not great for me. Um, you can find Ben at BL Herald. He is an adult who is smart and doesn't really tweet anymore. Uh, he does sometimes. Um, you can also find him occasionally on halfspaces.com, but uh, you know, Again, he's come to a Zen moment of not interacting with people. Don't check his replies during this game. Uh, you can find me at Diamonds Esquire, but I'm never there at TLS TDS. Um, uh, you can find us on Instagram just as soon as that, uh, Weston McKinney jersey gets repaired. Um, because, you know, obviously once that happens, we'll be on Instagram. Uh, special thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workhorse Management Group, whoever Blue Air decides to put in, um, whoever else. Um, Please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local L tree fan because they're not an L tree fan anymore. Uh, but obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Podcast Network.